Hello everybody, this is Mark Tulin, and welcome to Crow on the Wire. Much thanks to The Haven for publishing Save Me From My Bar Mitzvah. Please enjoy this fictional humorous story. Although I had a bar mitzvah in real life, believe me, it was equally as painful as this story. Save me from my bar mitzvah and give me a clip on time. It was a Saturday morning. I stared at the clock, dreading what would take place at the synagogue in a couple of hours. I opened the closet, removing my Glenn Plaid bar mitzvah suit and tossed it on my bed. It's so much to bear for one kid, I moaned. I'm never going to wear it again. The necktie dangled from a hook in the closet. It's blue with tiny gold stars. Mom told me to choose the one I liked. It didn't matter. I didn't like any of them. Dad said, you'll learn later that a suit makes the man. It was hard to be a man when I'm forced to wear a monkey suit and a tie that gave me a rash. I preferred cut-off jeans and an old raggedy t-shirt. I scrutinized the tie as if I were looking at a dead spider. It was long, slender, and broad at the bottom. It would have been a whole lot easier if it were a clip-on. Today, you're 13, Dad said, and soon you'll be a Jewish man inducted into a wonderful community. You want people to respect you like a man, not a kid with a clip on. Funny, I thought. I didn't feel like a grown-up. I still had skinny arms and legs, slightly over five foot, and no muscle tone. I could barely do 10 push-ups in gym class. Maybe I can get away with wearing a tie without wearing a tie. They'll never notice because they'll be so excited that I'm reading from the Torah. They'll focus only on my mouth moving and not what's wrapped around my throat. Before I placed a tie back on the hook, I looked at its navy blue color, how boldly it stood out against the gray suit. Somehow it didn't feel right to wear a suit without a tie. It was like wearing pants with no underwear. In slow motion, I put on each piece of clothing, a pair of new boxers, knee-high bandlon socks, tightening my belt to the last hole, and slipping on a pair of Cordovan's loafers, stiff from not wearing. I wish the suit pants were so, weren't so baggy and the sleeves so long. Mom's tailor did a terrific job with the alterations. He must hate kids. Stephen, Mom yelled from the kitchen. Are you dressed yet? Have breakfast before we leave. I remained glued to the floor of my room, anxious about speaking in front of a large group and cousins from Pittsburgh I've never met. Will they like my haircut? Will they think I'm a dork who's reading of the Taurus of Hebrew sucks 
And worst of all, will they laugh at the way my suit fits? It boggles my mind that my parents would subject me to such torture. Just because they suffered through this ceremony doesn't mean I have to. I'd rather eat liver, like a zombie would change the chains attacked to my ankles. I staggered into the kitchen, inhaling my mother's homemade balinces, frying on the skillet. Dad looked up from his plate of gefilte fish. There's my boy. Aren't you the handsome one? He does a double take and notices something's missing. Don't play dumb, Stephen. What? You know, you're supposed to wear a tie to your bar mitzvah. That's why we took you to Klein's bargain basement so you could choose one. Oh, I must have forgotten. I retreated to my bedroom, grabbed a tie and wrapped it around my neck like the way dad taught me. Two wraparounds, I mumbled to myself, then tuck it through this, like this, and pull. It took me five attempts, but finally got the knot to my chin. Unfortunately, the tie pushed my Adam's apple to the back of my throat, cutting off my wind supply. My father came in and loosened it so I could breathe. There, Dad said. You look like a real mensch. Mom served me two blitzes and squeezed my cheeks with both hands like Grandma. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Can I take my shorts and sneakers with me so I can change after the service? No, Steve, and Mom said. We're going to the Bluebell Diner afterward, and I want you to look nice for your aunts and uncles from Schenectady. The phone rang. Mom acted like something tragic happened, grasping at what she heard on the other end. I imagine the rabbi in a terrible car accident. He doesn't die, thank God, but has a few broken bones. He apologizes to me, to my mother, and reschedules the bar mitzvah until after he heals. I prepared to change clothes and race to my friend's house for a game of stickball. No such luck. It was Anne Ethel. She called to say that she burnt the prune humantash she planned on bringing to the bar mitzvah. There's no getting out of this predicament. Sometimes a man has to face up to his responsibilities, like becoming a member of his family's religion. I finished my last balance and wiped the sour cream from my lips. I straightened my tie and walked courageously with my parents to their station wagon. It would be a half hour ride to the synagogue, giving me enough time to rehearse the lines of Hebrew I forgot, knowing I would be in front of a tough crowd and I didn't want to make an ass out of myself.